my dude. What's up? Dan of City to City, the founder of the apparel company. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've been, you know, busy picking up work again now that things are slowly getting back to normal, but it's, uh, yeah, it's been an eventful year to say the least. Yeah, with anything related to any business of any kind of entrepreneur that really, you know, has had their company or business for a while, regardless of the industry, you know, everybody's being affected. And it sounds like you're you're doing pretty well with everything. Yeah, I stayed, I stayed open. Um, I, uh, I was really busy in uh, February and March. Uh, March, pretty much everything went down on a lockdown in this area, so... A lot of uh, festivals, a lot of bands, um, a lot of companies who were getting ready to place orders. I like quoted everything out, stuff like that. Um, they postponed. They pretty much said, you know, we'll get back to you when we can. What were so, they? What was your involvement with those shows? Were you were you setting up these shows with other people? No, I was. Uh, so there's a couple companies that I was uh, getting ready to do uh, festival printing for. Um, they were doing t-shirts and stuff like that. Uh, one of them is a, uh, a motorcycle clothing company. Um, but they were doing like motorcycle, uh, sponsors. They had bands playing stuff like that. Um, so that was going to happen, I think in May, of mm-hmm. course, during peak. Um, so they had to postpone. Another one was a, uh, a fundraiser, um, that I was going to be doing t-shirts for. They had to postpone. And then just, you know, a lot of local musicians, stuff like that. Um, I was actually going to try to do a couple shows during the summer. You know, I, I like to bring bands together through the company and set up shows, sell my uh, my own apparel line, let them sell their stuff, you know, make it free for all guests to come. Um, couldn't do that this year. So just trying to uh, stay afloat and, and hope for things to get back to normal so I can start doing that again. Yeah, dude, you wear a lot of hats like within this company itself. And I don't know if you're running it solely or if you have a couple yeah. people that help you. Yeah, see, that's what I mean, dude. Like you just go all in. Like I remember when I first met you, we were partnering up with Poetas Merchandise and uh, you were literally doing it out of a bedroom. And now you got your own place and yeah, the yeah, business so, started thriving. Yeah. So I started the company with a couple friends back in 2012. Um, and since then, I had a couple people like pop their head in, help out and leave stuff like that but uh it's it's been my my thing my my baby my creation pretty much uh since 2012 um and uh it took me five years to get a brick and mortar location which i'm sitting in right now which is awesome Mm -hmm. um but october uh this october will be three years so it's 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 just crazy i mean I, i i took a big dive to get all of my printing equipment, stuff like that, that I that I needed to jump that scale. Because when I started this company, it was my apparel. It was my own shirts, my own design, stuff like that. Like this I was is one say, of my yeah, you designed shirts. everything. Like you're yeah, yeah. So, you were the only designer. So, so when we started it, it was like just a clothing company. That's all I really started it for. Um, I did a lot of work with bands. I did endorsements. I sent out stuff. They took photos for me, stuff like that. You know, I, I worked, I wanted to create a, a family, a network, a um, bunch of people working together to promote one another. I released a compilation CD, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it took me a couple years where people were like, oh, you print your own shirts? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, can you print for my band? I was like, sure, I got time. You know, I'll print for a friend of mine, whatever. Mm -hmm. Then they told someone. Then they told someone. So it just kept (laughs) growing. And I kept getting more people coming in and asking me to do work. Um, And that's kind of where I got to the point where I sat down and I I thought, you know, is this something that I can grow? Or is this just, uh, you know, a flash in the pan? Mm. So I I took the dive. I, I upgraded all of my equipment. I found a brick and mortar, um, and I've been here since October 2017. Yeah, so and not only that, I mean, you still do bread and butter projects. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of companies out there that um, they they involve themselves in one specific um, area to you know or demographic with that business, and they don't kind of venture out and try to do other things to also bring in other income. But yeah. with how you are implementing everything, you have been taking advantage of that, like in full like which is great because like nothing like, there's like no company there's no there's no company or nonprofit or any customer that is coming to you that you'll always work with them like that's i mean that that's something i really i really strive for i don't i don't want i i still want to keep that community that 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 bond with my customers so you know i i'll, I'll go on a vacation or something and I'll be answering emails or I'll be <laughs> up in the mountains, you know, texting a, a client, some, some prices and stuff like that. Right. But yeah. w- with this company, there's nothing that I won't try. I mean, I think there was, you know, a six month period of time where I was doing decor. I was doing wooden, wooden shelves. And that's what the people want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I saw, I saw things start to take off and I was like, you know what? I've had a couple people ask me for some shelves, so I'll make them. So I'm, I made shelves, I sold some and that was it. You know, it's just, I'm just, I will literally try anything I can and work with whoever, you know, wants to work with me. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely open in that, in that sense of, of business, you know? Yeah, seriously. And like when you did start the company with a bunch of friends, I mean, did you already have an idea with your design work? Because it doesn't seem like, like you have a style, like a specific style for sure when you release your personal uh, designs. But when you start working with other bands, you kind of, you kind of just experiment in certain ways where you're definitely meeting to what they're asking you for. I mean, does that get complicated after time? Because you have to be very creative on the spot when it comes to that. Because anything that I dabble with, with Adobe Illustrator or Photoshop, I, I like, I have an idea and I always thought about it with getting hit up with people. I just don't think I have. I mean, I have the artistic ability to, to you know, come up with something. But it seems like you're able to adapt to what people are really, really into for whatever they I need. mean, yeah, th- this company started out with like a, a hodgepodge of designs and ideas. Like you can see right here above me, like that was our original logo, which is a anchor and a captain's wheel with like keys crossing. So we started that based on the name city to city. Um, I love that name too, by the way, that I thought that was like one of the fucking catchiest things to hear, like city to city apparel, like and it, yeah. correlating it with bands and touring. I don't know. It was just like really yeah. cool. I mean, I, I, we came up with the name, me and me and the, the guy who started it. Um, we came up with the name while we were traveling and <laughs> Let's go. it just, it just came up. It, it was some, it was one of the names we threw out on the table. It stuck. And it's been with us ever since. But, but like I said, when we started, we had we had such an array of graphics and artwork. We didn't really have a style or uh, an idea set in place as to what we wanted. We wanted 
what everyone else wanted. You know, we right. were open. If you if you came to us and said you wanted to see, you know, something nautical, we designed something nautical, and if it sold, it sold. And we had someone come to us and they're like, uh, you know, take the Dare logo and change that. We did that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So we we started off very just extreme and for the apparel line we kind of honed it into something that i'm uh more comfortable with which is like the the bold lines the traditional style tattoo um very nature based because i i'm an avid hiker i like to get out in the woods stuff like that so i kind of honed it around what i enjoy and Mm -hmm. targeted my audience that way Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to a client, I mean, I work with, I work with such an array of customers between breweries, between schools, um, between like handyman and, and landscapers to death metal bands, to folk bands, to it, like everything I, yeah. I, for such an array of, of clients, um, if you come to me and say, you know, I have an idea as to, you know, uh, one of the, the brewery I, I did some work for, they came to me and they're like, we want a Ferris wheel with a beach and, you know, whatever. So I took a pint glass and I put the Ferris wheel in the pint glass and then the beer looked like sand and then the clouds at the top were the foam. Oh, sure. I just, I just kind of went off and I, you know, I, I made yeah. it my own interpretation of what they wanted, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it sticks, sometimes it doesn't. So it's like, I'm open to do whatever I can design wise. And, you know, I think not having a specific style in mind um, that I'm most comfortable with, it, it really opens me up to a lot of different uh, customers. Yeah, your opportunities are endless when you're doing something like that. I mean, when I, I talk to a couple of companies that they very do specific um, work for, like just in general, and they don't tailor to anybody. And it's like, I think that's where you should you know, kind of open your mind and understand that there are other ways of going about your business and growing it, especially with word of mouth. Like you said, I mean, once you start, you know, getting those clients to, uh, happily enjoy the content that you're giving, the content that you're giving them. I mean, that's, you know, that just goes around the whole town. You know what I mean? Like New Jersey is very well, you know, known for the local communities and such. I mean, what, no matter what the industry is, I mean, even the breweries and, uh, especially the music scene, because that's like it's like it's like Jersey, California, like the uh, Florida, like it's like a, a bunch of communities that come together and such. But I mean, that's that that's definitely the way to do it. Like I don't know, it, I just, it, I, it's like, very connected. It's it's very connected. Yeah, there's 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 nothing wrong that you're doing, and like wh- like I said, so like how do you how do you come up with some of the designs to keep fresh on your mind? Like, is there anything that inspires you that kind of gets you involved with uh what they're specifically looking for like is there anything that kind of like you tried to do ritual 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 as a ritual to i don't know like get some inspiration for because i mean sometimes when you're writing music you get this mental block so yeah when you get your inspiration from you know the the clientele that you get because it's you know all over the place all over the spectrum you're not picky with what you do or what who you work with so um artistically how do you really go about that to kind of keep your brain fresh considering some musicians or artists in general have that mental block yeah i mean i just i take inspiration from from a lot of different things um 
like I said, I, I'm very, I'm very nature based myself. So even just getting out in the woods, uh, gives me, you know, a little bit of time to think, um, I can, I can bounce brainstorm. I can bounce ideas off of like my fiance, who's very artistic. Um, but I take inspiration from, from everything from music to, you know, TV, movies, um, mm. any type of media, um, I, I follow and, and watch different artists and different, you know, tattoo artists, you know, oh, true, media yeah. artists, stuff like that, you know, because everything is constantly changing in this world and you, you need to stay up to date. So when I have someone uh, that comes to me and says, you know, hey, we want, you know, X, Y and Z on a T-shirt, you know, I, I want to take their idea, put my own spin on it and, and feed it back out and see, see what they think. You know, sometimes they love it. Sometimes we need to make some adjustments. But uh, a lot of the times, uh, if I can follow what they're looking for, um, we usually get something that, uh, you know, we're both pretty happy with. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, it's, it's hard for me to wrap my head around that people don't really kind of get themselves out there more with other people. Uh, clientele like they just stick to a specific thing but that's that's their business which is totally cool and understandable yeah, but no, I just I, I agree with the way that you run it because of the fact of you know you're not you, you don't take no for an answer and that's that is a very okay. strong hold like I, I hold that dear to my heart because like that's like with the podcast I don't think I would say no to anybody coming on the podcast like it doesn't have to all be music but I think I just know it too much to not have people involved with music so no exactly yeah, definitely I mean music has always been uh, such, such a big part of my life too. So, you know, pulling inspiration from, from different musicians and stuff like that. Um, it definitely, it definitely gives me a a broad spectrum. You know, I, I did design work for, um, for a school, um, my, actually my old high school, um, when it came down to time for, for their, for their prom t-shirts and, um, they, they had some ideas to what they wanted. But they, they kind of gave me free range, like, go ahead, you do your thing. And uh, whatever I was able to draw up for them, they were mm. super impressed. And, you know, they're like, where'd you get the inspiration from? And I was like, honestly, it's it was the uh, the theme of their prom was Beauty and the Beast. You know, and I just mm. I went with the whole Beauty and the Beast theme. Yeah. Uh, I put kind of a, a traditional style tattoo uh, feel to the artwork you know, which is something different that, that the school hasn't used itself because I mean, most schools it's black and white. It's, it's very straightforward, you know, but if you could put a little bit of artistic, uh, flair into things that people don't normally see, um, it, it opens their eyes to a whole, a whole new world of, of art and, and, and design. Did you start designing in high school? Because we had classes where I was able to take them, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So that was the reason so why I got into it. I pretty much, I'm trying to think back. I was going to school for engineering for uh, a long time, probably six or seven years. Throughout high school, I focused on engineering. Even in the end of my uh, my middle school years, I was focusing on engineering. Um, so anything graphically or artistically came from my own time at home. Um, I downloaded Photoshop when I was probably 14, 15. Wow, that's uh, actually really I, young. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's crazy because at that time it was so unknown, but I was taking pictures at local shows, um, 
and I was taking the photos and I was completely editing them where I would crop out the band members. I'd put them on different backgrounds and I was doing things that, that were different in 2006, 2007, you know, like right. it wasn't exactly. really a thing. You know, there wasn't a lot of local photographers at that time. Um, so I just kind of taught myself the basics and grew from there. Um, it wasn't until I was in my second year of college that I really started to miss the art side of things. You know, I was sitting in, you know, physics and chemistry and calculus and, you know, I love math. I, I, I miss, you know, I miss the challenge of it sometimes, but Mm. at the same time, art and nature and music were calling me and I just, I wanted to get back to my basics. So I, I switched majors. I graduated with a, uh, uh, a degree and, um, I decided I was going to take a semester off. And in that semester, I started working with bands down in Maryland and, uh, Delaware and um, I just I fell back in love with the graphics and the music and the art, and you know I was shooting music videos again, and I was doing you know band photography again. So it, it definitely like it came in a full circle, and I was back to back to where I was really happy. Speaking of wearing all hats, though, so like you not not only do you you know print and design and do everything, but you're also taking these headshots for your content, like the photos that you take and everything, dude. Like you're doing everything. So like people that want to start a business just take this into consideration. Yeah. Like there's a lot to Yeah, do. I when I started this company, I did more than I could handle, I think. I was I was oh, working shit. another job and um I wanted everything to be perfect. I'm a perfectionist in a way. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so, especially when you have a specific vision and it's your baby. Oh, dude. Like, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and that's that and that's sense. where that's where I kind of struggled because, you know, for, for a time I was, I was on the road touring and I had people back home doing the work. Um, and you know, little differences here and there, stuff like that. But I mean, when it came to anything for the online store, I wanted, you know, to do the photos. I found, you know, friends to model for me. Mm. Um, I did a lot of the pictures of just myself, you know, right. uh, fiance, because, you know, we, had access to the shirts at all times and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean a little bit more, more recently I've been, you know, sending shirts to some friends who are traveling and, and following their dreams. So I want to support them. You know, I, I have a a friend who was, uh, working on a vegan, uh, cooking blog. Um, so I sent them stuff because they were following their dreams. They're following their passion and I want to support that as much as I can. Mm. So, you know, I, I wanted to work with them exclusively. I was sending them shirts for them to model for me. I was promoting them their stuff, um, just back and forth with different smaller, you know, mom and pop companies. Because that's, you know, like I said, it's all about connection. It's all about community. Yeah, it is, and that's how you build relationships, great relationships, and that's actually one of the better networking strategies. And I don't know if it's just me. Uh, networking is not one of my favorite words to use, even though I just did it. But what yeah. I'm saying is, for the understanding of the business world, um, it is building communities. I feel like that. I feel like taking networking is um, sort of like a selfish thing, but it's not. It's basically like getting involved with um, the people that you could possibly work with in the future. Um, 
and that's great and how like because you also basically sponsor bands and such like you you definitely are a huge advocate uh for the ones you forgot which is a local pop punk band in new jersey yeah. and i had oh, jenna on the podcast like yeah and they're fucking sick so i mean how what how do you go through that process of making something some decisions like that to kind of let up uh not if it's if it's a band but a, a company you know rep and promote or be endorsed by city to city apparel like how do you go through that process when making those decisions i have to connect with the person if that makes sense i no, mean it does. It's, it's funny because um i when i when this company was younger and it was mainly more based on the apparel line i would be running contests and see who who could help promote me the most they would get the sponsorship and i and it got to the point where I was sponsoring these bands and I wasn't really vibing with what they were promoting musically or um, like socially. They have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it got to the point where I kind of narrowed it down to, you know, what, who, who, how, how can I put this? Who can work well on all platforms mm, with for sure. me, you yeah. know, and, and the ones you forgot, I found them, um, I, I guess I found them through Facebook. Um, Jenna, I reached out to Jenna, or Jenna reached out to me, vice versa. Um, became good friends with them throughout the throughout the years. Um, I've hosted them down in South Jersey at a show or two. Um, they're, they're releasing new music, you know, nonstop. They just got put on uh, Hope, well, uh, Hope, Hope, Hopeless Records. Um, one yeah, of their one Spotify, Spotify playlists. playlists. Dude, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're killing they're, it. They're they're doing what they love, and they're doing it to the best of their abilities. You know, when I, when I met them, um, Matt's mom was helping them with all the T-shirts because she has a business like that. You know, but they needed a graphic designer, so I was helping them with graphics. Hmm. Um, you know, they promote stuff on their own. They 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 do as much as they can while still working other jobs and working full time and you know they want to follow their passion they want to follow their love and that's that's where i, I that's where i bonded with them right you know yeah so that's it's, the grind. it's just crazy because like even even you when i when i met you guys you were with uh poeta i think i met you through the ones you forgot correct, correct? yeah yeah, yeah because so they you suggested guys reached you. Out to me and you guys were you know getting getting everything off the ground and you needed graphics and you needed shirts and you know i I enjoyed what you guys were doing and I liked the message you were putting out there. And oh, I like that you guys were, you know, on, you were on CI at the time. Yeah. Really? still are. Yeah. We're releasing yeah, yeah. singles. Yeah. So we're yeah, still but, on CI. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I was like, you know what? Like they're, they're going for it. They're working. They, you know, they, they're actually trying, you know, there's, there's a lot of bands in the local scene who, who aren't in it for community. They're in it for themselves and they're in it because, they like to do it and i understand that completely but mm -hmm. when i started this company i wanted that community i wanted that feel i wanted that family you know and and i feel like a lot of the bands that i work with understand that now yeah more so i mean you, you also did get us ready for work i mean our whole line was city to city hats yeah, was awesome. basketball shorts shirts was awesome. i was so i was so excited for you guys I was so excited you were able to come up with the designs and everything so quickly because, I mean, that was our bread and butter. I mean, we didn't make money. We didn't get, because um, we had the sponsorship through Skull Candy. We didn't have uh, guarantees. We were privileged to be on the tour in, in general. 
and dude i'm telling you the merch like really fucking got us you know got us like to be able to eat and then fly back home so dude and a lot of people don't understand that merchandise is the bread and butter in the industry oh my god now it is too you know it never used to be like that yeah it's kind of scary so you see a lot of more intricate designs or specific designs that come out for specific things like specific toys i mean that's like a common thing but i mean yeah. Uh, the one thing that I have been liking is like, like for example, Dance Gavin Dance. They, uh, I talk about them all the time. I think I just like have a secret crush on them, or I'm just fucking, I, I'm fucking falling in love, or I am in love and they're, take it over it. Listen, but they I, have. I toured alongside them in 2015. No fucking way, dude. And yeah, no it was way. the it was the All Stars tour. I was out with a Skyla Drive. And oh fuck! Dance Gavin you? Dance was one of the headliners, and I, I was in love every time I watched their set. They're right. They're, awesome guys I, I had a great time on the road with them and uh i just love to see the success the success that they're accomplishing right now because they're they're breaking that that fourth wall mm. that a lot of bands get trapped under in the whole uh genre or industry that they're in so it's it's awesome but yeah mm-hmm. it's one of the bands that you know there's not going to be a shelf life anytime soon yeah. so that's good but like who would, would you uh, take photos for a skylight drive like were you their photographer so so all stars tour i wore just as many hats as i as i do for save the city i'm not so, surprised uh, they, 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 they brought me out as uh the merch guy the photographer the videographer yeah a part-time driver oh, uh and a drum tech i've never drum teched i don't play drums i play guitar <laughs> i play it's guitar like, fuck it i'll give it a shot yeah so so All Star Tour is an all day thing. You know, mm-hmm. it was the shows would start as early as noon. They would go to as late as, you know, eleven o'clock midnight sometimes. So I would wake up, I'd be working nonstop, and it was the most chaotic tour that I've ever been on, aside from Warp Tour. Warp Tour was a another beast in itself. Oh yeah. But, nonstop. But I never played drums. And the drummer wanted a drum tech. And I was like, listen, like, I got to be at the merch tent all day. If you can build the kit, I'll move it on the stage. I'll set it up on stage and then I'll do sound check. Hmm. That was fine. You know, so he agreed to he agreed to do that. We we had a great time. We had a great setup. Um, about a week into the tour, our sound guy left. He had to fly home and we had a different sound guy. Hmm. Now when you when you check drums you know it's snare hi-hat kick tom rack whatever and then the whole kit yep i agreed to not play the whole kit <laughs> with the original sound guy okay i i don't have the ability to move my legs and hands differently i don't know i can keep a basic rhythm I see where this is going. So, second sound guy came in and he was and he went through sound check. Right. And in the back of my head, I'm like, he's gonna say full kit. Yes. I don't know what to do. He's gonna say full kit. He's gonna say full kit. So I go through the lineup, he goes full kit, and I went, No, not doing it. <laughs> and he said, No, full kit. No, so motherfucker. Air hi hat kick. Mm-hmm. And he goes, No, full kit. Jesus Christ. Oh, shit, my pants. I just embarrassed myself. <laughs> no, no, bro. 
hundreds of people like 1200 1300 yeah they're waiting to see us guy drive like literally fucking play i walk to the sound booth and i'm like yo i don't play drums can we just can we just do each item and then i'll walk off and he's Mm -hmm. like no the full kit that was fucking hilarious you're gonna do it from here on out (laughs) so i just embraced it I embraced it. You know, I had I had the band side stage like rooting me on every night. I'm laughing night. with you, bro. I'm laughing with you. Just laughing with me. And I was like, this is what it is now, you know. <sighs> I'm still waiting for a video out there, you know. Just who the fuck is this guy playing drums? And I was I don't play drums. I'm sorry. Thank God YouTube Thank God. wasn't as prominent as it was back then because you would have been it, a fucking it, meme crazy. by this point. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not a fan video out there of just like me making a, an ass of myself. I have one video of my own set up on a GoPro from from one of the shows, and mm-hmm. I will never release it. it is, no, I don't blame you. It's so bad. It's so bad. Oh my god! Yeah, I wore no. I wore a lot of hats at that at that that tour. Yeah, no, that's good though. A lot of people really. I mean, that's multitasking, not at the same time, but you're just doing a lot of different things throughout um, the business that you're putting yourself into. So, I mean, oh, there's like like family. my boy Kyle who created uh, the overlays for this podcast. Like, he's the tour manager for We Were Sharks, the graphic yeah. designer, the photographer, to make sure everybody goes to bed at the same time, or yeah, you know, if oh, they're too exactly. drunk, he you... picks them up and puts them on the van. Oh, you you be. <laughs> Once, once you're with a band for long enough, you literally, I mean, I, I didn't have the title of tour manager, mm-hmm. but you know, come, come bus check at two o'clock in the morning, I'd be running down the parking lot trying to find our drummer or trying to right. find a guitarist. Like, what are you guys doing? We got to go. We have a 12 hour drive to the next show, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff like it's just, it's just, it gets crazy, but you, you definitely form a bond with them. You know, by the end of that tour, I was designing merchandise for the fall tour that was coming up so sick dude i was working with um their printers to get everything set because i i didn't i didn't even have this brick and mortar location to do the printing for them Mm -hmm. or else i might have you know what i mean just it got to the point where i was setting up in advance for that band before we even got anywhere near there so it was it was awesome i loved working with those guys i keep in touch with a couple of them still and, mm-hmm. and they really got me to where i am today i mm-hmm. i can truly say a skylight drive pushed me oh man that's cool to who i am because i met them in 2008 i was 16 years old um and from 2008 to to now 2020 um i've stayed really tight with a couple of their members and it and it's it's been awesome and they were going to possibly come back. I remember seeing something. I don't think they're doing it, though. Anyway. So they're all kind of doing their own thing right now. I, I figured, yeah. Yeah, I, I know I know. Nick is currently uh, working on some music of his own. Um, Michael, who came in as a guitarist for the last year or two of the band, um, he has his own project up in Canada called Horcrux. Um, I send them t-shirts all the time. I promote all of their stuff. I love those guys. Um, so they're, they've been awesome. I know, uh, uh, Jag has his own project. Um, so yeah, they're, they're all kind of doing their own thing. Um, they're still, they're still wanting to work with music and stuff like that, but they're just doing what they can. Nick is in California. He works for a a studio right now. If you guys need any recording done, he is, uh, He's definitely 
growing in that field for sure. So he's definitely someone to check out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's so pretty fucking cool. And with merchandise, like it just never ends. Um, what I was talking about earlier, I think it's cool. Like um, with the bread and butter that these musicians have to deal with now uh, is like, for example, Dance Gavin Dance, their vinyls, they're releasing when they did their live stream, they released a thousand limited uh, edition vinyls. And then I think Rock Sound is releasing 666 fucking, you know, amount of vinyls. So, like, it's just there's got to be certain ways to really grab your audience and make sure that you're able to, especially during these times. I mean, you can only live stream so many times before, you know, you want to experience it. Um uh in in person which we're not going to get the music industry is probably not going to get back till 2022 for sure like there's no, no fucking and there's way. definitely ways to make to make uh yourself still relevant during this time like you said i mean you need to be different you need to still be branding and you still need content to put out but a lot of income and stuff like that is going to come from merchandise and from mm-hmm. you know custom one-offs or you know, limited edition items, because that's really going to draw the attention to, to what you have going on at that time. I think the, the I, if bands are, the bigger bands are signed to labels, I'm hoping, and this is just, I've been saying this a couple of times, but hopefully the label can help out with doing like behind the scene vlogging. Like if they're very close to each other, or if they're, even if they're spread out, I think the label should help with the behind the scenes stuff. Cause I know Patreon's now a thing that people subscribe for the really deep behind the scene content or if they want to put stuff on YouTube, like hopefully they'll be able to collaborate with that. But, um, I mean, I've seen, I've seen bands like, okay, so the water live, I toured along with them. They, they released a Patreon and they were doing guitar lessons and drum lessons Mm. behind the lyrics and, you know, different writing techniques and stuff like that. So like there definitely are ways to still involve the fans, interact with the fans even if it isn't a face-to-face thing, you know, a lot of musicians are doing, you know, uh, one-hour drum sessions online. You go on Skype just like this, and you play along with them. They teach you different things, and there's still ways to connect with musicians these days on all levels. And I right. think that's awesome because we have the ability of video chat, of you know, Zoom calls, stuff like that. It's been insane. I mean, I just watched um, Tesseract. They live. All around the world, I believe there's a guy in Paris. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Texas. There's a guy in California. They just did a a live stream show with all of them performing, and they released it. You know, and it's like there's different ways to still engage the audience and get their attention. You know, even if it isn't for an hour long show or an hour and a half long show, if you put out something that's ten minutes long, you know, one or two songs, you're still gonna get. Uh, people to, to come to your Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. and get that interaction. And then you capitalize on that by releasing the the merchandise or, or releasing the, um, the lessons or, or, you know, working with that one-on-one connection that you won't normally get because these bands are constantly on the road touring. This is an opportunity to really sit back and make that connection on all levels and, and that think, might be the new normal too like even when it does go back to normal i mean when we go back to full-time touring maybe that yeah. will still be an implemented uh idea of connecting that one-on-one because i've never seen anything like this before i so. think it, i think it has to be i really right. do because 
like I said, pe- people lose interest in things over the smallest amount of time, but you need to keep things fresh. So if you keep changing with the times, you're really going to keep yourself more relevant. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of these artists like reach out uh, personally on their on their on their uh, social media, so Twitter, Instagram, and that's cool. Like they're actually having full blown conversations with these people, whoever they think that uh, you know really you know triggers something into a, a conversation they want to have. They definitely jump right into it. It's cool. I it's you know I mean when you're touring, you're doing so many different things, you don't really have the time to do that. But now that everybody's kind of you know stuck you know at home, I, they're being personable and it's fucking cool so yeah and i mean that's and that's only i guess that's only really relevant for the larger touring bands but you have so many locals that are still trying to stay relevant and trying to keep content going and keep Mm -hmm. themselves relevant like the ones you forgot you know i mean they're they've been working and haven't had a chance to really do any performances or, or any any small tours or anything but they just released a new song and they released new t-shirts and they released new graphics. And, you know, I think, I think they just released a promo where each of them are in their own photo, but they did like a montage and and pasted them together. You know what I mean? Yeah. The way they market their brand is pretty fucking phenomenal. They know exactly. And you need to do that. You really do. You, you need to, you need to take a band or a, or, or anything that you're, that you're working for and brand it to be its own entity because without a, without a backbone or, or without some, some sort of cohesion, you're just going to fall by the wayside and, and you're, you're going to be forgotten about. Yeah. And have that aesthetic as well. I mean, dude, I'm obsessed with Jenna's uh, journal Instagram page. I think it's so creative and so fucking cool. And I told her, I was like, you, I was like, please don't stop doing that. Like I thoroughly enjoy looking forward to seeing like another page in that journal that you do, which yeah. cuts up everything. I'm like, dude, that's the creativity that well, she was doing that. And then, and I think before that she was doing, um, she was drawing, she was doing a lot of different drawings. She was. Yeah. And I, was, and I sat down to Jenna. I was like, Jenna, I was like, put these on t-shirts. Right. I was like, I was like, take, take one of your songs, draw something based on that song, throw it on a t-shirt, you know, like intertwine all of your talents into one, you know, and some, some bands don't have that ability. They don't have the the luxury of having someone that's artistic mm-hmm. in the band to be able to draw their graphics. But if you have that opportunity, take advantage of it. Full yeah, force. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full force. Make everything one. Don't waste your time. And I told her, I was like, I was like, I suggested, I was like, maybe you should sell journals, like yeah. journals by Jenna or something like actual fucking, like, I don't know. It's just, it's cool that you can see somebody like implement something else different artistically into what they're doing. Like Yvette from um, Covet, she yeah. really actually takes on clients and custom uh, designs the faces of their guitars, and they look incredible. They're so fucking cool. Like yeah. she's she's putting more of her art into you know the correlation of Covet. It's that's what you got to do. You got to try to see if you get more more artistic. Um, uh, artistic values to you know bring everything together as one so and not a lot of people can do that even if you can't put your ideas to paper i've had a lot of bands come to me and they they just they tell me hey this is our band we're hardcore what do you got Mm -hmm. that doesn't give me a lot you know 
No, I'll it doesn't. Some, I'll give you some pre-made graphics. You can tell me what you like from there. I can go based on that. But if you come to me and I've had bands where, you know, they're like, hey, we're pop punk. We like, you know, we have a flower in our graphic. Here's our logo. This song is about, you know, uh, traveling. That gives me so many ideas. Yeah, it right does. There, mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, if, even if you can just brainstorm ideas and then send that to your graphic designer or send that to, you know, the music video director or whatever you want the next thing for your release to be, that could that could open up so many fields because I've had bands who um, connected a music video, uh, promotional photos, T-shirts, and limited edition posters. Mm-hmm. all based on one idea you know yeah. so it's you can really intertwine a lot of things with one idea and i it just to give you an idea of nothing you know that doesn't help anybody i hopefully they have some kind of view or some kind of image that they want for and then you have the other uh clients who i'm sure you've dealt with a few unfortunately but they they get too picky and too mm-hmm. specific and it's like you have to understand that the artist that you're hiring to do has their own interpretation. So if there is like a close like visual to it, then that's great. I mean, you can't just say like, Hey, I want you to design. Um, let's say like, uh, like say you're hired to do an album and they're like, I want you to, you know, kind of replicate peripheries, you know, selectivity periphery three. It's like, okay. And then you kind of like, you won't copy it, but you'll take inspiration from it. like, no, no, no. Like I want it to be more specific like that. It's like, dude, <laughs> you can't be, I get that a lot. I, get I, that I can only imagine. Think. I don't, I would never know. So pop no, off, man. There, like there, there's, and, and then that's not even with just musicians. I work with companies that are like that. Right. You know, I did, I did artwork for a company and they said, you know, here's our logo. Make us a brand. That's what they, that's specifically what they said. Take our logo and make us a brand. Give us an image. So I gave them an array of designs. And I said, here is what I envision for your company. Yeah, you're taking different concepts into perspective for them to kind of see what the next step is, for sure. But then they look at it and they say, this isn't what we envisioned. It's like, what do you mean? How do you envision it? You didn't give me any direction. Mm-hmm. You, know, you said just give us an image so i gave you an image correct and they're like yeah but we want something a little bit more corporate corporate's a big <laughs> that's a big that's a big field mm-hmm. you know what I mean? yeah so but yeah i've had i've had many customers who who come to me with a specific image in their head and i need to kind of zigzag and 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 weave my way into getting exactly what they want and sometimes that takes uh, two months yeah you know? that's and that's a lot of time i had, never I had someone come to me and they say i want a t-shirt black t-shirt white ink traditional eyeball that's not a lot to work with like i could see <laughs> a traditional style eyeball yeah there's but, plenty of them out there just take you could literally go to google and type it in and just take that and put it on a t-shirt boom you're done you know what i mean yeah but what what does what? that do for your image and your view, like your worldview yeah, so, of what your art is? No. It doesn't so I drew that. up an eyeball and they said, not that. And I'm like, what does that that's, mean? That's an eyeball. And they're like, yeah, but we want it to look different. I want it to look like it's completely fucking blitzed out of his mind smoking. <laughs> so it's like, like, 
I, I've literally gotten the, the most extremes. I get, I've gotten the people who come to me with no idea they're open for anything. I give them a graphic. I think you guys, you came to me with a little bit of idea, but then I drew up the daisy and you guys fell in love with that daisy and they're like, we're going to run with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The you know, whole golden the theme options I gave you guys and we ran with it. Yep. Everything you know? that we had with merch was just golden, like just yeah. yellow and gold. So, yeah. mm-hmm. but it was, that was one of the basic ideas that I came up with and I was like, let's go with this. But then I'll come, then I'll get bands and they'll be like, nope, send us more ideas, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Or I get the people on the extreme opposite who know exactly what they want, but they don't know how to relay the message. Mm. So I, it just leaves me guessing, mm-hmm. you know, something in the middle is where I'm looking to, to meet most of my clients where they know what they want. I give them an idea. We can make it work. That's the, that's the ideal situation, but yeah. it doesn't happen. And I understand that, you know? Yeah. It's that's, that's what happens in people people don't know. Like when they, they, when they first start getting into, you know, hiring somebody like that with any kind of creativity for what they're looking for, they, you know, they don't have an idea. So, you know, it's just, and, and a, a lot of it comes, a lot of it comes down to the, to the point where they're not, they're not at the level yet where they have a brand or they have and like I work with a lot of newer bands. So they're, they're still writing their first songs or they're still getting ready to release their first album or EP and they don't have an image for themselves yet. So between them not knowing what they want their image to be and me not knowing where they want to go, it, it mm-hmm. kind of is that, is that weird middle ground that we're, that we have to fight through in order to find the next step, you know, yeah. but I will work aimlessly to find that next step. You know, I've, mm-hmm. like I said, I sat on graphics for two months with a, with a client. And that's a lot of time, man. It's a lot of time. And I hope you're getting it's a deposit from that too, you know? Yeah. Like it's professionally. A lot of, but if, if you're not in a rush and if you're not in, you know, any urgency and you want things to be perfect, it sometimes it takes that amount of time, you know? Mm-hmm. But don't rush it. Don't rush the art. No, like no, let the never. art come out. No, right? exactly. But there's a lot of customers who 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 come to me, and they're like, "Let me see your pre-mates." So I'll send them over, you know, a folder of pre-mates, and then I'll never hear from them again. And it's like, mm. obviously, none of those pre-mates were for you. But was there anything in those pre-mates that you liked that we can work upon? You know, mm-hmm. give me that feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, take shirt three. And let's change it to fit this style more. Mm-hmm. That have makes you, sense, you know. Have you ever been asked to? I mean, the the rule of thumb, I think it's like three or five changes with trademark images that you're able to sell the merchandise legally. Have you ever yeah. been asked to really kind of like I don't know, take a Mickey Mouse and change that thing like five times so you can sell that so there's no trademark to it? I've had I've had people come to me with um, a lot of like anime. You know, it'll be yeah. like an anime design and and. Uh, uh, most of most of those times they come to me with the graphics already set you know i i question them i'm like you know whoever designed this did they follow the, the rules whatever yeah, the guidelines yeah i think it's three to five major changes or minor yeah changes. There, there's 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 limitations in everything you know and if if someone wants to really chase you down for a copyright when you're a band who's only selling 30 shirts of that design or something like that mm-hmm. it's kind of very extreme you know but I, I have gotten to the point where, you know, I've had people ask me for, you know, a sports, um, a sports team's logo 
incorporated into their band name, stuff like mm. that. So it's kind of like my friend Chris. Like he's in the, I mean, he's not in the band anymore, but he was in the parody uh, metal band uh, Galactic Empire for the Star Wars cover band, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and you know he <laughs> in the beginning when they did the music video and everything, like it was cool, like it was all completely dressed up. But when they went on tour, they actually had to design um, their outfits completely different from, and they had to change their names. Like he was Dark Vader, yeah, and instead of Darth Vader. So it it in business in retrospect, like there's a lot of changes that need to be made before, it, whether it's the corporations or whether it's somebody thinks that you're just stealing their copyrighted material and just using it for your own. Uh, personal gain which is not exactly. the case in general it's just an inspiration like i want to change like like for instance like the flyers are kicking ass right now with the round robin so they're 4-0 dude fucking go flyers baby yeah, but like I'm you could so. change their flyer logo um three or four times and like sell a celebration or the underdog story from the philadelphia eagles i know you're not an eagles fan you're a Giants yeah fan, no no but... no I, I i've seen but i've seen it all you know what i mean like mm-hmm. even, even if i'm not a fan of them like i've seen everything that they've done and and there's a lot of companies who who will try to benefit off of that stuff like that, you know. And it's like I've gotten to the point where I just want to I want to work with clients who are a little bit more original, you know. That makes oh, me sure. happy. Um, but I I do have clients who come to me, and you know, one company was like, "Yo, we're huge Eagles fans. We want a T-shirt based on the Eagles," and I'm like. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> like, <laughs> Let's take a step back for a second. Are you, yeah. are you, you know, paying for the copyright? Are you, you know, working? They're like, nah, nah. We just want to rip them off. And I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> let's let's kind of scale this back a little bit and and yeah. find a happy medium that, you know, neither of us are going to get in trouble because that's the idea situation right now. <laughs> and then I see him in the the Lincoln Financial Field parking lot selling them. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, exactly. There, listen, there's a way they'll get them because oh, yeah. you know i mean i think they stole the it, beanies it, exactly and i was cold so i bought a beanie for like 20 bucks i didn't give a shit i was fucking freezing i was like give me a beanie bro i don't give a shit like <laughs> i underestimated the weather for the patriots eagles game which we lost by three so whatever Oof. yeah yeah we still want to bet though dougie p doesn't really come um doesn't lose by uh over uh 10 points at home ever he hasn't done it once yet oh, that's good but i'm excited for the season regardless it's- I, I I'm excited if this season actually happens. I know, me too. Yeah, and I'm keeping Miles Sanders. He's gonna be a workhorse in my fantasy football league. So let's fucking go. Like I have no yeah. I have no option. Um, I haven't even set up a fantasy football league yet, but we definitely have to get in one again. Yeah, speaking of wearing hats, dude. Jesus Christ, you even commissioned the fantasy football league, like or your boy was doing it when I joined. Four. So. I was in four fantasy football leagues, and you won all of them for the past three years. Well, you won all of them last year. I think you were in three, and you won all of them. You savage. Yeah. yeah. Motherfucker, yeah, dude. You and the I one I hosted, you won that one too. I was like, God damn it, Dan! Like, and you were worried. Yeah, for 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 a bit of time, I was definitely I was definitely uh, shaking in my boots. <laughs> uh, some of the guys that or girls that were playing with us, they don't think they knew what they were doing. So that's fine. We'll take your money and run. Mm-hmm. Um, it's competition. Fuck it. Do you so like starting your whole company? It's an extremely successful company. Uh, what were uh to to kind of give advice to people who want to be an entrepreneur and and do their startups? Like, what's your first advice uh for kind of putting them into a perspective of how to run a business and me personally um i say like do it from your house before you even go anywhere else to make your products yeah start, start as small as you can yep because if you can if you can manage and and still find a passion and a love for doing it on such a small scale 
and you can slow like okay so i started i started this company in my parents living room i was screen printing on my living room table my mom was livid i had to put tarps everywhere to make sure i didn't get any ink on her carpet stuff like that you know <laughs> and it grew from there to i moved down into the basement and i renovated the basement and i set up the basement to be a print shop just for my company you know it was very small still um but i was down there i i kept that setup for four years almost yeah, um, right. yeah that's a long time and i was printing for friends i was printing for bands that i endorsed um and then i i, I slowed that's where I, that's the point where it started to grow and that's when i was like all right i gotta i gotta get bigger you know right but exactly I, I literally started this with a small amount of money and i and an idea you know it got to the so pretty much what we were talking about earlier with with bands who I'll, I'll send graphics to and they're like, we don't like that. Mm-hmm. I got to the point where I got pissed off. And I was like, I just spent all this time on this graphic. It looks awesome. Why don't you like it? And they're like, we just don't like it. And I was like, well, I'm going to sell it. Yeah. So I took some graphics that I did for bands and I changed it for my company. And that's how this company started. That's you so know, funny. because I was like, I have all of these graphics. I have all of these art files and nowhere, nowhere to put them. Yeah, you, know? you have nowhere to for the them. world to see what I've been doing. So that's that's pretty much one of the main drives that started this company. And I have a lot of people that ask me like every day, like how do I how do I do this? How do I start this? And there's a lot of debate as to like if you love something so much, do you want that as your career, mm-hmm. or do you still want to enjoy it on the side? You know, because some people will burn out doing the same thing over and over. And I, when I was going to school for engineering, I thought the same thing. I was like, I'll do the graphics on the side. I'll do it as my side job. But I missed it more and more to the point where I was like, let me take a break and see what happens. And, you know, and it started to, it started to grow. And, you know, there was definitely times where the company struggled and, and it started, it started off slow. I wasn't making a ton of money. The company was kind of just paying for itself. The money cycled. So I did have a side job. I was touring. I was doing as much as I could. I was doing photography on the side. And I was just trying to make a living while starting out this company. And And I wanted to see where I could get it to go. And um, it it got to the point where, you know, I, I got home from Whoop Tour in uh, 2016. And I sat down and... I, I had the debate with myself, do I want to stay on the road and watch my company suffer because I had no one here working it mm-hmm. because it was just me, Yeah, you know, that's, and it was so tough because I would go away for four weeks or six weeks or even two weeks and I'd come home and I'd have to ship out all these orders. I'd have to print more t-shirts. I'd have to, you know, um, get design work done for bands because at that point I was working with more bands. I was working with you guys when I was touring. Yeah, seriously. So it got to the point where I was like, how do I juggle 12 things? And that's where I sat down and I had the debate and I decided I'm going to take the dive and grow this company. And I, I, I marketed it on social media and I told all of my customers who I was already printing for, Hey, listen, I'm growing. 
I went to different uh, local fairs, local job festivals, uh, local schools, local colleges. And I sat down and I was like, hey, listen, like this is what I'm doing. If you guys need any work, here's some flyers, here's some business cards. You know, please just spread the word. Mm-hmm. And having the four or five years previous to that where I was growing in my parents' house and I had that stable community already built definitely pushed me to that next level. Because if I didn't have anything to fall back on as far as a community – I don't know if I would have been able to take that next step. That yeah. next step was a big step for me. And as soon as I opened this, I quit my other job. I put all of my effort into this. And the numbers from twenty from October 2017 to you know when COVID-19 really hit, they were steadily climbing. So now I took I took the last couple of months and I took a hit. And I'm just ready to go again. I'm ready to start that push. And, you know, hopefully everything crazy just slowly dies out. But it's it's definitely been eventful and it's definitely been stressful. But um, I'm still here. I'm still I'm still printing. I'm still doing what I can. And, you know, that that's one thing that a lot of my customers said. You know, I, I do work for – I do T-shirts for, like, a couple different uh, tattoo artists who – were hit huge by this. You know, they're some of the safest facilities being that they have the medical supplies, they have the needles, the gloves. Um, a lot of tattoo artists before this even hit were wearing masks that I knew, you know, Mm -hmm. but I was like, listen, let's take your art. Let's put it on t-shirts. You can promote it on social media. You can still have some sort of income, you know, and a lot of tattoo artists took advantage of that. And they thanked me immensely, you know, like, I, I did t-shirts for different studios and then single artists and stuff like that. So like it really helped them get through tough times and now I'll see them back working. And during that, during the time that they were off, they were still able to promote something. So they never took that hit. And like tattoo artists, like right now, like a lot of them are busier than ever. And it's awesome to see because it's such, it's such an, a niche industry that, you need a steady clientele to keep yourself going. Mm-hmm, you know? Exactly. Yeah, especially if you're that artist for your client. And it's more accepting now to have full sleeves or yeah. something on your hands now, which is nice. I mean, not all the time, but, you know, a lot of companies. Yeah, I mean, I have, a, I have a half sleeve on this arm. I got a couple tattoos on my leg. And I keep telling my tattoo artists, like, hey, listen, like, as soon as I'm caught up, I will come to you. And they're like, listen, we're booked up, you know, like, no rush, you know. So yeah. it's like it's good to see people that I'm friends with in the different industries, whether it be tattoo or salons and hairdressers, or you know, because even hairdressers, that's such an art. You know, a lot it of people, is an art. A lot of people were so upset that they couldn't dye their hair or get their hair cut. Like I'm growing a mullet right now. Like I don't even <laughs> care. You know, I'm getting to the point where I, Looks I, good, I bro. Beyonce, I just want to be able to put it all up in a bun. And just call it a day, you know. Yep. I, I don't think I've gotten a, a significant haircut since you know February, and it's been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because once COVID hit, man, nobody was getting their haircut. I mean, I I uh, well, you don't see me right now because I'm the third party, but my head is actually shaved because of the fact that it's fucking so hot out, and I just I had I had a lot of people just just completely just bake their head or shave their head. Yeah, you know, they 
but like I said, there, there's so many different art industries that you won't even consider an art industry. Like culinary but, arts. Like people don't yeah, think that exactly. being chef. a chef is like a fucking art. I'm like, oh, absolutely. Like that's one of the purest forms of fucking art. A hundred percent. My one of, one of, I guess she's my second aunt or something like that. She's a, a chef. She's been on Food Network and stuff like that. And she started to do a disaster relief um, foundation. It's called Chefs for Disaster Relief. Hmm. And she came to me and asked me for like graphics and T-shirts and stuff like that. So I did as much as I could and I donated what I could to, to help her because she came to me during the Australian wild, wildfires. That's where she started. She was like, there's so much going on in this world that – chefs and culinary artists want to help but they don't know how to help because there's there they know cooking you know they don't know a lot of different fundraiser and fundraising activities and stuff like that so we got um we got donations from different chefs uh like books and spices and knives and stuff like that and they took all of that and they raised a ton of money you know, That's between awesome. between the teeth, they were selling T-shirts, and they're like they're they're doing what they can to help one another because that's what everything is about. It's about that community. I'm gonna cycle back to this for the for the whole interview. It's about it's about community. It, it is about community. It is 100. percent You know. Yeah. If you don't have that, I mean, you don't really have a business to you know uh, thrive with because you came and get that relation within uh, the people who not only are supporting you but you're supporting them. So it's, you know, a whole different ballgame when you can't connect with the people locally. And if especially if you're a toxic member of the community, you're immediately booted. Like if you have a business or not, like you're immediately booted. Like, you know, if you're a dick and you go to this local bar all the time and you're just harassing the bartenders and shit, like you're never going back there. And then all the bars are going to know who you are. And then you're not allowed in any bars. Like, bro, there, there you go. Your community's lost. Go to a different one. See if it fucking works out. But it's, it's funny because so I started this company and I wanted to I wanted to teach myself how to screen print. And I did photography and video for a band called The Artwork Of in early 2012. And I found out that they printed their own shirts. So I reached out to them. I was like, hey, we work together. Can you help me? So mm -hmm. they taught me how to do t-shirts. And I, I ran my first batch of t-shirts through them. We, we sat down in their living room doing t-shirts just like I did at my parents' house. You know what I mean? And that's how this company kind of that's how I, I got educated into into the whole screen printing world. I'm still good friends with Kevin, who was the singer in the artwork of. I followed him through the artwork of. I went on a local tour with him twice. I did um, a whole bunch of photos and video work for them. Um, they were one of the first bands that I endorsed, along with Me versus I. Um, they they split up and they went to different bands. I followed them to those bands. Kevin does audio recording at Blue Light Digital Sound, and I'm currently putting together a portfolio for merchandise for them because they work a lot with um, students and educational programs through the uh, studio industry, where they teach you know handicapped or disabled uh, either children or adults mm -hmm. how to deal with music and how, and how to work with music. Oh, so awesome. they have an influx of all these students coming in and they want to do t-shirts to brand, mm -hmm. you know, and they're slowly growing their company. And I'm, I, it's, it's funny because without knowing Kevin 12 years ago or not 12 years ago, 
in 2012 without meeting him eight years ago, right? I wouldn't even have that opportunity to be doing this portfolio for this, um, for the studio right now. Yeah. So it, 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 everything, everything is connected. You know, it's, you, you find a strong bond and you stick with it. I, I met you in 15, 2015. Roughly. Yeah. 15, 16. Yeah. yeah Cause that's when we just started. Yeah. So I started doing some work with you guys. You know, I, I brought you guys out to a show down in Maze Landing. That was a good time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that was with, that was with the ones you forgot, you know? So it's like yeah. everything stays connected and it's just, it's just crazy because here we are five years later, you guys reached out to me for t-shirts and graphics and now you're doing this podcast, you're doing big things of your own and you're going back and helping everyone that has helped you along the way, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's just awesome to see. Yeah, no, I, well, dude, I wholeheartedly appreciate that because I, anybody right. who I have on the podcast, it's not for whatever the people would think it's for. It's because I personally take one, a strong interest two I admire their work of what they do. And three, I want to have a good conversation. Like that's like the whole general idea of it. And you know, yeah. And some people uh, have been so awesome to come on board. Like you know, Kevin Lyman was my first guest, dude. Like that was that was insane. That was you know once he once he got back to me on Twitter, I said up. Oh, like I get this fucking ball rolling, dude. And if I never if I never played with uh, we were sharks, if we never supported them in Jersey and they support us in Canada on our first weekender. Kyle would have never done these overlays. Like I'm like very basic with it, but he's just was so he was that he was bored and he just redid the logos and I was like, bro, let me get those PNG files. Like this is exactly what I'm using. Like yeah, he's my fucking dude. Like they're all my bros. So that's that's the whole part of being in the community. Like that is the community itself. And that's to, that's my vibe, dude. Yeah, hundred percent my vibe. It's finding like. You can't really read this. I had a friend embroider this behind me, but it's it says all roads lead to good company, and that was one of the that was one of the mottos that I started this company on because we were traveling from city to city, meeting different people, and everywhere we went, we felt welcomed, we felt at home, and you you probably felt the same way touring. You go different mm-hmm. places, you meet different fans, and everyone it it does feel welcoming. There is good company wherever you go. You just have to look for it. Yep. So once you find that good company, you just stay connected with that good company and, and things will work out. And it's, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. And everybody, and especially all the guests I have on the podcast, they inspire me one way or another, because I would want to see everybody just gain all the success in the world. I I don't want to see. I don't know if you can see this, but I, I did a little bit of work for this watch company. I can see the engraving a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it says all roads. stop because that's something that i wanted to continue on you know they i was doing work with this watch company called yode and they hit me up and they're like hey do you want like a custom embroidery or a custom engraving on one of your watches and i was like honestly i didn't know what to put at the time but i always cycled back to all roads all roads lead to good company all roads lead you to new things new adventures new opportunities and, you know, I, I hope this podcast leads to something new for both of us, you know, because yeah. working together and staying connected is what it's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have to really, you know, take a passion to it and, and literally don't burn yourself out and just enjoy it. Like this is such a small podcast. Like I just thoroughly enjoy doing it. If it becomes a full time thing one day, fuck it. I'll do it. I don't give a shit. Like, but I'm still having a good time yeah, doing so- the small days, you know, like. I don't know if I ever finished the question, but if you want to do an entrepreneur, if you want to start your own thing, 
do it because you love it. Yeah, man. Do it because you love it. Do it because it's fun. Do it because you want to do it. Don't do it for money. Oh, God. Don't do it for money. You'll stress and fucking be miserable. You'll stress so hard about it. Do it because it's something that you love to do, you know? And I was able to do this company, starting it off, and take it to where I want to do it because I love it. And I had friends and family who fought me on it. I had friends and family who supported me on it. And I just block it all out. Good, the bad, the ugly. Mm -hmm. You block it out. You do it for yourself. You do it because you want to do it. You know, yeah. don't get to the point where you're you're overstressing things because it's it's gonna come back and bite you in the long mm -hmm. run. You know, it's 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 a tough thing to do. You need a certain mindset. But if anyone ever has any questions, contact me. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on Facebook. Email me. Whatever it is, I'm sure George will put it somewhere around here. <laughs> Reach out to me and I, I will I'll do whatever I can to help you because it's about community. It's about working together. You know, I met I met my friend Matt Host, who lives in Denver currently, and he was uh, touring alongside me um, in the fall of twenty fifteen. He was doing merch for Escape the Fate. I was doing merch for a Skylet Drive. Him and I formed such a bond on that tour that I'm still working with him. He's doing, you know, another podcast and he's working with bands and, you know, the bands he's working with need a graphic designer. So he sends them my way. And it's just, it's all about community. It's all about working together. And I love that kid. And like, if I didn't meet that kid in 2015, like I wouldn't have had the opportunity to work with some of the bands that I've worked with today. It's just, it's just crazy how things are connected, you know? It is. Yeah. And then like, you know, through that, I mean, you learn a lot, you get, you get, you understand a lot of experience. You learn, you go through a lot of experience um, and you just keep growing as an individual or whatever your entrepreneurship is working towards. Like you just keep growing and that's what you're doing, dude. You're literally getting bigger and bigger and more um, in depth with your business every day. And that's fucking that's, inspiring. And, th and that's what I try to do. You know, I, I, I'm at the point right now where once I opened up the, the brick and mortar, I didn't, I, I still don't have the ability to do everything. I want to offer bands everything. And I do offer bands everything. If I don't do it in house, I find someone you do. who can help me. You know what I mean? You because do. coming to one person for an array of items is so much easier for that band who has a ton on their plate to begin with. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're writing, if you're recording, if you're worried about booking your own tours and all that other stuff, you don't want to be on top of four different people for t-shirts and stickers and hats and you know beer koozies and lighters. If you can go to one person, and I try to do this the best I can, if you can go to one person who can give you low or the best pricing possible for everything and make it easier on them, that's my goal. I want to make it easy for everyone because this is my job. My mm -hmm. job is to provide you with the merchandise and the material to sell to then in turn make money. Yep. So Everybody if I can money. do my job and provide you with that, that's going to make your job easier. And your job at that point is going and playing music. You know, mm -hmm. there's not a lot of not a lot of bands who have the business mindset of oh, how many t-shirts do we need? You know, we're just starting out. Should we get 300 t-shirts? No, don't, don't do that. 
<laughs> no, don't do that. Don't. No, because they're not all going to sell. Trust me. Don't go and get 300 t-shirts. I've had multiple bands hit me up. They wanted 300 t-shirts. They didn't even have a song released. You know, so it's like, <laughs> let me handle the, let me handle. Let oh, me handle, poor people. Let me handle this side of the business for you, and I'll work with you, and I'll and I'll, I'll teach you, and I'll I'll do what I can to educate you. That your job of being a musician and being in a band and and making music and making people happy is going to be easier, you know. Mm-hmm. So. I don't. I don't try to step my boundaries. If you want three hundred T-shirts, I will print you three hundred T-shirts. Yeah. However, I will advise you on what I feel is best for your band at that time. That's so and, awesome. Yeah, you know, and not a lot be, of people. I could be wrong. I could be wrong sometimes. I could be right. Yeah. I've had a lot of bands come back and thank me. Um. So it is what it is. Yeah, dude. And I and I'm so stoked that the company just continues to thrive every day. And that's really good advice cuz you know, the inexperience that they come with, you already have it, so you're basically already giving them like a slight mentorship and whether they want to take it or not, the grain of salt, you know, exactly. they still get what they want. You still provide that. I I had a company so during the pandemic, uh when when a lot of companies shut down and then they slowly started to reopen, I had companies asking me for face masks with their logo on it and stuff like that, which I did for my company. I did for a couple other bands and stuff like that. Um, but I had companies come to me and they're like, we want 20 masks. And I'm like, are you selling these masks? And they're like, yes. And I was like, they're going to go faster than you think. If you are a full-time company, you shouldn't be worried about the getting a hundred masks. You know what I mean? Because it's it's scary to say this, but masks aren't going anywhere anytime soon. And especially for these large events and festivals and stuff like that. It's I mean, horrible. it's it's now August and there's still no crowds in sporting events and our numbers are still rising. And it's, it's just a mad world that we're living in. Yeah. But knowing the business mindset of what you need merchandise-wise and stuff like that, I will do whatever I can to help you, you know, and, and really try to guide you in the, in the right direction to make it beneficial for you. And I tell a lot of bands, this, I was like, listen, you have to spend money to make money. Come to me when you're ready to do that. Because a lot of bands want something for, for nothing, you know, everybody's got to eat. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with tattoos. You go to a tattoo artist, he's going to charge you a hundred dollars. You go to another one, he's going to charge you $600. Mm-hmm. Which one are you going to be more happier with? Which one are you, is going to be you know, a better art style? It's You pay for what you get, and in the return of selling a product, you're, you need a good product to make money. Correct. So if you come to me with a goal and a budget and an idea as to what you want, I will take that budget, I will work that budget, to get you the biggest bang for your buck, the most merchandise for your buck, and the most unique stuff. I think even with you guys, when you came to me, you had a budget set, you had an idea as to what you wanted. We did t-shirts, two or three different style t-shirts. We mm-hmm. did basketball shorts. We did hats, you know, and it gave you an array of items. So when people came up to your merch table, it wasn't one t-shirt where they're like, oh, I like it, but not really. You know, this mm-hmm. gave people an option and I, and I worked with your budget to give you different quantities per sizes yeah. and stuff like that. And like, 
that's something that I I work hard to to make work for each and every band because everyone's different. You know, I mean, there's a lot of bands who, you know, are are their demographics are way different than other bands. So you have to work with your demographic. You have to work with what you're going to sell. If you're in in a you know if you're in a, a heavy metal band, you're probably going to sell a lot of beer koozies and lighters. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. That's your, I mean, a lot of the time that can be your demographic, you know. But if you're in a pop band, maybe you want to go more towards you know dad hats and drawstring bags mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, there's there's different things for different bands, and you and you want to be unique with it. So it's it's really when I when I work with a with a client or a customer, I try to I try to put myself in their shoes and see where I can where I can take this to the next level. Yeah, for the whatever they have to market as their brand. Exactly. And yeah, that's exactly what they need to. So, and that, that's good that they can be able to collaborate and that's where the comfortability comes through the client and um the person that they're hiring to do the job that like that comfortability is always something that they look for and you easily provide that. So, I mean, I mean, I never had any problems with it. I mean, literally the spreadsheet that you gave us was like so fucking pinpoint on. I'm like, yeah, we can make this amount of percent off of each shirt that we sell. If we ordered exactly. this many quality t-shirts, dude, it was so, it was so easy. It was so smooth. I, I so try, smooth. I tried, I try to make it easy for everyone because this is my job and this is my passion of art, graphics, printing, merchandise stuff like that like really gave me an open eye opening to what sells where and who buys what and stuff like that you know and it it changes with every band it changes with every company it changes with every you know business and and you really have to you have to know your industry to make things work yeah so but i mean the the words of uh wisdom are very well appreciated and i'm hoping that people can take this into consideration and honestly implement it to what they need for you know their views of their art for whether it's their brand or their company to start reaching out to, comp- to companies like you to be able to um work with them through and through everything that they're yeah, looking and for I, and I, i'm glad i'm able to offer a, a lot of different sides of things for these musicians and for these companies because I don't limit myself I, and I try my best not to limit myself. Like if there's something I can't do, I will let you know, but I will, I will dive deeps into the realm of the internet to find exactly what you want, you know? And you know, I've, I've had bands come to me and they want custom bleach tie dyed shirts and I give them custom bleach tie dyed shirts. I literally take a whole bunch of shirts, bleach it myself, I tie dye them and I give them what they want because that's what I like to do. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, it's, it's not crazy. stopping. <laughs> you can't stop, yeah, it's, man. It's yeah. it's crazy. I I did I did a batch of um, tie dyed shoots uh, tie dyed shirts for a brewery. You know, they wanted fifty uh, blue and green tie dye and fifty red and purple tie dye. So I took a whole bunch of shirts home. I spent a weekend tie dyeing shirts. I came back and I printed them. I mailed them out. And they were so happy with them because it's. It's not your everyday go buy a tie dye shirt on the internet. It's I I made it. You know, what the, I mean? it's literally a custom shirt. And yeah, every single shirt is completely different than the next shirt. Mm-hmm. So when you go to that brewery's merchandise thing and you go through each shirt, 
you'll find the shirt that you want because mm-hmm. it's different than every other shirt. Yeah, that specific dye and that specific yeah. look. Yeah, some yeah. people want yeah. certain things, so that's a good way of implementing that. And um, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast and being able to, you know, express like your your uh, goals and the way you go about running an entrepreneurial business is, you know, with what you have. And it's incredibly, incredibly successful. So, uh, I mean, I appreciate it, dude. I, I, I said to you before, I did one, I did a podcast back in, um, back in 2015 with Kevin, who <laughs> I mentioned earlier, who does, you know, it, he works in that studio. He was doing a podcast for a little while and I did a, I did a podcast with him and, you know, and it was, it was awesome. I, I, I enjoy sitting down and, and having a good conversation and kind of speaking my story because there's not a lot of people who, who know what I'm about, what my company's about and what I, what I strive for. So, mm-hmm. you know, I appreciate you giving me a platform to, to really, you know, introduce myself to your, your fans and your following. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're, you're totally welcome, man. I mean, I, I appreciate your work and the, everything that you do. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that one person will take, you know, um, and learn something from, this podcast in general or you know go to you for any of their needs that they uh, are looking for and everything dude, so and i will work with whoever wants to hit me up he's not lying dude like that's, trust me that's a guarantee. Like, that is the fucking truth straight out of his mouth man like it was so easy like getting everything set up for you and such and i never had one single issue ever even like i think there was like a hiccup somewhere and you're like i'll just give you like a percent off or something i was like that's fine dude like i'm not complaining <laughs> like, yeah we 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 did a batch of t-shirts and i think the ink came out the wrong color yeah it was like green but it oh, still looked great for the fact i'm, the I'm time sure people being. bought it and they didn't even know no nah, they had no idea well it still looked but, great though that's the thing like and you were just like yeah it's fucking it. here's like this i made it work like, Fuck it. yeah no it looked great dude, dude I'll, I'll do whatever i can if you're unhappy i'll make it work you know, that's, and that's what I, I try to do, you know, but yeah. I mean, I think in the near future, uh, depending on where things go, we need to do like a little lime right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. With, without <laughs> little some lime, light. Yeah. I want to get a merch store open. Honestly, I know I'll be coming to you, uh, ASAP. Um, I think like once we get a little bit more traction, we'll figure it out there's there's no rush yeah no same dude like i ain't going anywhere i mean this logo is great dude kyle is the fucking the fucking man for getting this set up but uh brother thank you i'll be talking to you soon and uh i really appreciate you coming on oh yeah man